Welcome to FOP Church Message of the Week. We pray you are challenged by the Word. For more information, please visit www.fhop.church. I'm honored, really, to be able to stand for the Lord. I could talk for hours just about the thing that he's done for me. But we're going to talk about something this morning. Uh, and, and Drew has spoke about it, and uh, we, we've heard this phrase, I'm sure it's scripture. It's called seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I want you to know that when you seek his kingdom and his righteousness, you die. Like, you, you die a death. And we're going to talk about what you die to. And we're going to talk about what you live to after that death. And I'm going to try not to step on the toes of the baptism that's coming. But we are going to be in Romans 6 for just a little bit. First, we're going to be in Galatians 5. And we're going to talk about that death and the freedom that it brings. All right? So in Romans chapter 5, I mean Romans Galatians chapter 5, there's so many scriptures that I want to cover, and we're probably not going to get to all of them. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, it says, For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. We demonstrated a little bit of that service this morning, praying for each other, praying for Drew, right? That, that service. <clears throat> For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care lest you be consumed by one another. That's what I was talking about this morning, like our pastor having an issue. It's none of our business what the issue is. Our business is to go to war for him, right? And all too often, we just want to be in the know. And we just want to be able to say later, oh, Pastor Drew's dealing with this. Let's pray for him. When really your heart is not a heart of prayer. It's just a heart of, I'm in the know. Look at me. And then you spread something that has no business to be spread anywhere. There's probably going to be a lot of little rabbit trails this morning, just so you know. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not die to the thing, or you, <laughs> so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are. Now, this is the death right here. So if you're really seeking the kingdom and his righteousness, kingdom. And I'm sure you know in the Greek, any, any Greek word or reference can be translated multiple different ways depending on the context in which it's used, right? So when you think about kingdom, you think about a king's dominion or a king's domain, which in some scripture it is translated that way, but in others it's not. It's actually translated as his character, his love, his heart. His desire. So when you seek the kingdom, you're seeking his heart and his nature and the nurture of the Father. Right? 
So when you seek the kingdom and his righteousness, you're seeking his heart. And righteousness just means basic, and there's several, several meanings, but it means to be just as you're supposed to be. So what we die to is right here in this next list that we're going to read. We die to those things to become the righteousness that we're seeking, which is being made just as we're supposed to be made, not as we've always lived. Does that make sense? I hope everybody's tracking with me. <coughs> it says, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envyings, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. If, if you're doing those things, there's no way you're going to inherit his heart. You're not going to inherit his character. When you seek his kingdom and his righteousness, those things can't live. If those things are living, you haven't inherited his kingdom. It doesn't say you're not going to be in church on Sunday. It, it doesn't say that you're not going to be on the worship team or an elder. If those things are still in your life, you're not going to inherit his heart. You're not going to inherit his character. And you're not going to be the church as he's called us to be. Are we good? All right. It's okay to say amen or, or ouch. Yeah, ouch works. I've said it plenty. I can promise. Now when we die, and I don't want to step on the baptism that's coming up, but when we die, our body that is this body of flesh is crucified with Christ. It, 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 it actually dies. And we are buried in His likeness through baptism. And we're raised in the likeness of His resurrection. In, in Romans chapter 6, it says to newness of life. Those things have died the way that we've always lived and, and walked in our language and how we've talked. I mean, how many times, and, and honestly, how many times as Christians have we lost our minds in traffic? <laughs> I'm telling you, I speak from what I know, right? And those things, praise the Lord, are dying in me. They are dying. So much so that I gave, I gave Drew permission. If I get out of line up here, he has permission to shoulder tackle me, take the microphone away from me and sit me down, and I won't even get mad at him. My feelings won't even be hurt, Drew. Right? I'm serious. You can't make me mad. Because those things have died. So all those things that we listed, all those things that we mentioned, which are of the flesh, they're all of a self-centered nature. They're, they're all from a self-centered or a selfish wellspring that we got from Adam when he ate the fruit. You, you think about the first evidence of eating the fruit. Adam is ashamed, which is self-centered. That comes from selfishness. 
And the next thing he does is self-protect. When, when God comes into the garden to walk with him, he, he says, Adam, where are you? Adam's hiding because of shame, because now he knows he's naked. God's like, Adam, did you eat the fruit? It's a yes or no question, right? What does he say? It was the woman. And he's not, he's not necessarily blaming it on the woman. You've got to pay close attention to what he's saying. It's the woman that you gave me. That's self-defense right there. Self-defending, that's self-protection. That's that self-centered wellspring that came from the fall of man. That's what we're dying to because we were never created to live there. Before that, you never hear that language in the Bible. And I understand it's three chapters of the Bible. But you never hear any of that language before then because Adam is living just as he always supposed to have lived and the righteousness of the Father. Yeah? When he falls from that, this new thing is born. And it's selfishness. And it's self-centered. So when we die, and we're buried in the likeness of his death, and his burial, and we're raised in the likeness of his resurrection, and newness of life, these, this next list is what we get. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ, belong to Christ Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. That's that whole list. That's what we're dying to. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, or envying one another. All of those things that we're not supposed to be are springing forth from selfishness and self-centeredness that we were never intended to live in or represent or have that example in our lives. A good example. <clears throat> I'm a different person now than 10 years ago. And I was born and raised in the Baptist church. My mom and dad, great people. They, they made sure that I knew the word of God and that I was raised in church. But I never really understood what I was supposed to be. I was always just, hey, make sure you're saved so you get to heaven one day. And suck it up until you get there. <laughs> now, that's basically how, and I'm not saying, I'm not bad-mouthing anybody that's taught me in my life, but that's all they really knew. Because the Word of God has been perverted over several hundred years, and the true meaning of what we're supposed to be has been lost. It's been turned into a blessing of bless me, make sure I'm okay, make sure I hit every green light on the way to work, Make sure everything else is good and make sure I get to heaven. And in the midst of all that, if something comes against us, we're immediately broken and destroyed because we believed for this one thing all our lives. Instead of dying to all those things and living in the fruits of the Spirit and being that when junk comes. He, he never promised us that junk would not come. He just says to fear not. 
after he's overcome all that junk. He doesn't ever give us permission to be defeated or discouraged as Christians. He only gives us permission to be encouraged and an encouragement to people. For instance, how many people love going to Walmart? <laughs> I got one. <laughs> I got one. The point is, nobody really loves going to Walmart. Why? <laughs> because you have to deal with people. Because, well, yeah. Be because it's an inconvenience for you. And, and Walmart, they're smart. They come up with the grocery pickup deal, which we use. <laughs> Just saying. But, but when we go to those places, it's, it's all about us and our inconvenience and I don't want to have to do this and I don't want to have to deal with this and I don't want to be around all these crazy people. And the whole point of us in this world is to be around all those crazy people and to shine while we're there. Yeah? Hey, totally different life from what I used to live, even as a Christian. As a Christian, I, I, look, how many people have ever prayed some of the old prayers of Psalm against somebody? Like, smite them in their sleep. Yeah. And, and, and look, I know why we're laughing. It's because it's happened. I'm just saying. That is not what we're called for. That's not what we're called to be. We're actually called to be, when we're in Walmart, and this is an example and understand if you hear anything like this from me, I'm boasting in what God has done in me and what he's done through me. If you knew me from my past, Christian, Christian past, and then you see me now, totally different. It's a stark contrast of a selfish, self-centered man that was only out for the blessing of himself and his family to a man now, I just want people to know Jesus. And if they can see him through me, praise his wonderful name. Praise his holy name if he can do something for them that he's done for me. My wife is not here this morning because she's been sick. So Tuesday morning, and I work from home. I hardly ever have to leave the house unless I you know, just want to get out because I'm going stir crazy. So I, she's sick, and I want to be a really sweet husband. So I get up early, and I run to Walmart. And I go to get her whatever she needs to help her through her day. And I'm, I want to get there. I want to run by McDonald's. I want to get her some coffee and breakfast so she doesn't have to do anything. And I'm like running, running, running. And I go in, and I'm looking for the like cough drops or whatever that she likes. And I overhear two Walmart employees talking. And one of them says, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. And I haven't seen this yet. Immediately. Like, I know what's fixing to happen. <laughs> so I, I grab my stuff. And this, hey, look, I'm not kidding. Ten years ago, I'd have been like, eh, oh well. Maybe he'll show up for them. Maybe he won't. I'm going to get my stuff. And look, I was a Baptist preacher at this time. A licensed Baptist minister. 
And I would have just, eh, I'll pray for him when I get in the truck. And just forget all about it and never pray for him. Look, it's, it's just real. It's just real. I'm being as, as transparent as I can possibly be with you right now. But this, this is different now. It's different now because God has taught me some things and he's let me see some things, not just in my life but in other people's lives. And he's placed these things in front of me where I now see that I was never, ever designed to be a self-centered person. I was designed to shine his light on this earth. And the only way I can do that is if I die to all those things. Any one of those things that we named that's a list of the flesh diminishes the light. It takes away from the light. It dims the light. Anything that's dimming the light is not from God. It's not from Him. It's not of Him. We are so, and it's, man, I hate to give the enemy credit for anything, but he's got it figured out that if we can ever turn us inward to where we're just looking at ourselves or our family, he's keeping us from shining. He's keeping us from what we were always meant and created to be. So these ladies... They're, they're talking, and, they're, and I overhear them, and they're like an aisle over. And all the, I'm not going to say all those things have died, but they're dying in me. And I walk over, and I was like, hey, I'm nosy. And, uh, and that's exactly what I said to them. I'm like, I'm nosy, and I overheard you talking about praying and praying and praying, and nothing happening. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'd really love to pray for you guys. Can I pray for you? And they're just like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's pray. So I ask them. And when I ask, I just need one target. I don't need a bunch of details. But when you show authenticity and you show a vulnerability, people open up to you. And one starts telling me, about her son that is uh, special needs and she's been I don't know evicted or whatever and she's got another place to live but she can't get time off of her two jobs to go move and nobody in those jobs will show her compassion right supervisors bosses whatever they are they won't show her enough compassion to let her off so she can move I'm like okay what about you? And she's like, they found asbestos in her home. They're having to rip up all this stuff. She can't afford it, and she can't find anybody to help her. And there's a couple other things. I'm like, okay, we're going to go after these things, and we're going to pray. And we prayed. The specifics of the prayer don't really matter. In that moment, whatever moment you're in, the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. He'll tell you, what needs to be prayed for. So we prayed. Right there in the middle of Walmart. And the response that I received from those ladies. Is just like every time it happens. They're so surprised. That a Christian took time for them. That a, look, that a Christian. Took time. To talk with them. To find out their need. And then spend the moment praying for them. 
a Christian. They're surprised that a Christian took time for them. That tells me that, and look, this is not a condemning thing. If you're convicted, that's one thing. But this is not condemnation. If it's conviction, okay. This is not, oh man, i got so far to go. It's, oh Jesus, there's so much room for me to grow. There's so much room for me to grow. And it's a time spent with Him, just you and Him. Not as a display in public. It's you and Him. In my living room, you've been to my house. My little living room there, that's my spot. That's where I spend my time with Jesus. And my wife's not even in the room. She's in the bed asleep. That's my time with him. And I seek the kingdom and his righteousness. I go after this thing for one reason. Because of revelation from the Father. A revelation of who we were called to be. Who we were never designed to be. And what he's done to bring us back to the garden. To give us a path back to the Father. It's as simple as taking a moment to hold a door for somebody. Taking a moment to say, hey, Jesus really loves you. And just watch what happens. There's so many, so many, so many stories of just a moment of compassion, a moment of selflessness, a moment of patience, a moment of kindness, a moment of love, all these fruits of the Spirit. It's a moment of those things, and it opens up to unbelievable conversations that you can have with people. And then you can go after darkness by shining your light. It, it's simple. It's not complicated. I seek Him in the private. I go after Him. I go after kingdom. I go after righteousness. And I'm like, Father... Do a work in me. Mold me, shape me, make me whatever it is that you need me to be for any given moment. And I get in his word and I read and I study and I pray and I talk to him. I commune with him. I have conversation with him. I go after this thing because of the revelation that he's given me. If you want the revelation, you ask him for the revelation. If you really want to be a Christian, if you really want to go after this thing, if you really want to make a difference, that one was for you. Make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> if you really want to make a difference, you seek the kingdom. You seek his heart. You seek his character. And it's not a mysterious thing. It's not a hidden thing. It's revealed in the life of Jesus. And... John, the Gospel of John, it talks about the Word at the beginning, you know. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It talks about the Word becoming flesh. If you look at the Word, Word, the Word, 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 if you look at that, it is broken down to the divine, oh man, I just lost it. Dude, I was so there. I was so there. It's the divine expression. Divine expression. Jesus is the Word. The divine expression of God. 
we see his character, we see his heart, we see his desires, we see all of those things in the life of Jesus. When Jesus is walking through the city and there's hundreds of people around him and they're just trying to get a piece of him and touch him and just his clothes or whatever, none of that is because they love him. None of that is because they really see who he is. All of that is because he can do something for them. Not that they can do anything for him. But that he can heal them, he can deliver them, he can do something for them. And do you ever see Jesus turn to Peter and say, if one more person touches me, I'm going to chop them in the throat. Like, hey guys, could you like make a shield around me? Let's, a little hedge of protection. little hedge of protection. Can you keep these people off of me? You never see it. You never see it. Do, do you ever see him like, oh, these people. My God, if I have to come to this market one more time. Do we ever see it in Jesus' life? What do we see? I'll tell you what we see. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's what we see in Jesus. That's the mystery revealed. Yeah? You've all heard God works in mysterious ways. Pretty sure it's not in the Bible. The mystery is revealed in the life of Jesus. The mystery is revealed in who Jesus was on this earth. He came as a man. Important not to miss that. He came as a man. He didn't take any shortcuts. He was put into the belly of a woman. He was born. He had to learn how to crawl, to walk, to speak. He had to learn how to write, read, how to build, how to do all those things. He even had dirty diapers. He didn't take any shortcuts in this thing because he is our example of what we were always created and meant to be. He says, follow me. I don't believe he would say, follow me, just to show us that we can't. Didn't say it was easy. Didn't say that we are Jesus. But we can be just like Jesus. We can wake up every day with these things, the things of the flesh, the fruits of the flesh, those things dying daily. And the fruits of the Spirit living daily. We can take a moment to be nice to somebody. We can take a moment to open a door, hold the door, See somebody that's in need, buy them a hamburger. You see somebody that's limping or hobbling through Walmart, okay, I'd really like to pray for that. And just tell them, hey, Jesus loves you. He's doing a work in me. I'm really wanting to just shine the light for him. Can I pray for you? Just a moment of authentic love shining the light of the Father, and you will be amazed at what happens. You'll be amazed. The greatest thing. 
salvation is great. I'm not, not denying that. I'm so glad that there is a heaven and that I will be there someday. But one of the greatest things that comes with all of this is that I am free. Hold on. <laughs> I'm free from me. I'm free from all that self-centered stuff. Yeah, I got work to do. There's still places to go. There's still room for me to grow. I'm not trying to say I'm perfect. Like, there's room there. But the greatest thing is freedom from me. Your opinion of me, your word of me, if any of that's not good, they don't have any effect on who I am. If you get up and scream and shout into my face and you're pointing your finger at me and you're shoving me around, none of those things give me permission to bring the flesh out. None of those things give me permission to see you for any less than you are. Does that make sense? Like, none of those things. No, I mean, like, punch me in the face. Not promising what's going to happen. But you, like, it, it shouldn't give me a place to be less than Christ in me. Does that make sense? Yeah? Look, it's not a condemning thing. It should be an encouraging thing. If there's some conviction there, like condemnation diminishes the light. Conviction says, oh, I believe the lie. Now I see the truth. Thank you, Jesus. And then you grow and you mature and you move forward and you go after this thing. If we want to do what the vision statement of this church is, we have to die to all those things and we have to live to the fruits of the Spirit. Then we can make a difference. This is relationship with the Father. Seeking His kingdom and His righteousness is being right here. This is His Word. This is His God. This is however you want to look at it. It's 100% truth. But you can't seek this and stay the same. You can't seek this and those other things of the flesh live. Those things die in the presence of the Lord. In your time, your private one-on-one -on -one relationship time with the Father, these things die and the rest lives. Yeah? Is this something we can achieve? Absolutely. It's what we were meant to achieve. It's what we're here for. This is why Christ came. Not to get us to heaven. That was not his sole mission. Get us to heaven. This was to get us back to what we were always meant to be. Righteousness of the Father. This is what his plan is. Not bless me the whole time I'm here. And get me to heaven so I can have a really great forever and ever. It's to bring heaven back into me. Back into you. And we can invade darkness on this earth. We can crush hell daily here on this earth. We can be his children. We can be his body. We can be, he, the enemy cannot stand 
in the presence of the Father. We can crush this thing, but we have to really seek it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, including service times, contact information, and online giving, please visit www.fhop.church.